sitting on the porch with Georgie T. Hearing tales of Tennessee. So my first guest for this first episode of the Tales of Tennessee podcast pairs glamour and class with a flourishing media empire, which includes a world-class app and one of the largest country music radio stations in the UK. She is an actress, a model, the Jodie Kidd of country music, and is, of course, a fellow tea lover. Speaking to me from a hectic work schedule in an exotic but undisclosed location is Countryline co-founder Natalie Cox. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so touched I'm your first one. It's you so are. sweet. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, you've had such a varied career so far. I'm not really sure where to start. So perhaps you could begin by just giving us a little bit of history about your love of country music. Where did it come from? How long have you loved it? Was there a particular song that kind of converted yep. you? Well, um, so I grew up with country music, really. My dad um, and my mum, both huge country music fans, very much like my household was sort of, you know, listening, dad listening to Johnny Cash and, and Dolly Parton and that kind of thing. And like, and my mom putting the carpenters on and stuff, you know, and it's like, it was all about songwriters and songs that told stories. And so I really grew up with that and sort of, that was my main passion. But of course, when you're a kid at school, that's not cool. And so, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I like the Spice Girls, it's fine. <laughs> you, know, you know, Britney Spears is my favorite. And you could not name a song, basically. Yeah. So it was very much, I was what we now lovingly call, um, you know, country curious, or rather I was in the country closet, I think. And, and for a long time, didn't really, you know, it was sort of a little bit of a dirty secret that I listened to it you know, privately. Yeah. Um, and I sort of went off and, you know, had a very I'm very lucky I had a very successful modeling career and I, you know I lived in New York for a long time and stuff like that I did definitely did not mention country music when I was in New York modeling <laughs> because it was just not a cool thing then you know and then it just kind of you get to that point don't you where you're just like this is who I am and I like this and this is the music that I really enjoy so who cares kind of thing mm. I sort of you know I fell into acting and that is now what I sort of do full-time really but then Country Line was a little sort of passion project on the side almost that I started with Simon Walker who's a very close friend of mine and he is a digital entrepreneur so this is kind of his job is to sort of invent little niche market things that do really well and you know kind of he sort of looks to see where there's an audience and where that audience is not being sort of properly served basically and I was doing a bit you know like as anybody who sort of works as a freelancer will know, you do a lot of jobs in sort of pay the rent slightly and things like that. And, um, you know, I was helping out Simon on another project of his called Marquee, which is all about arts and ballet and theatre and stuff like that. And he kept talking about super in the underserved and niche markets and things like that. And, and I just was like, you know, what actually is another niche market is country music. And there's a, a massive growing market for it in the UK. And I think that it's very underserved. And, you know, this was sort of five or six years ago, mine. So it's massively got bigger since then. But at the time, I was like, you know, this might be a good thing to kind of turn your creative entrepreneur eye to. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about country music. And I was like, (laughs) I do. (laughs) So that sort of really when I started really doing Country Line was when I was like, yep, it's all about the country music. Give me the cowboy boots. Give me the hat. And, you know, I'm and people do know that that's my love now, you know. So but really, I can't I couldn't tell you when it when it actually started. It's just something that was always there as a kid. And and 
it's those kind of songs. It's the stories, the songs that tell the stories that I really am drawn to. So that, and that's why I like country music so much, you know. I think you're dead right. You know, you, you kind of grow into it and you get to a point that actually you don't really care what other people think about you. Yeah. And I was very much the same as you. I've always loved it. You know, dad used to play John Denver in the car all the time, yeah. Glenn Campbell. Um, I'd go home and I'd be listening to the Dixie Chicks or I'd put Annie's song on. And yeah. I'd be, when I when I used to work um, with racehorses, if I was getting run away with up the gallops, I'd always sing the Carpenters because I knew all the words. And go. it would keep me calm. And I'm like, right, yeah. you know, so I start singing away obviously never stopped me actually getting run away with but I wasn't panicking at the time um <laughs> so but then it gets to a point when you think actually this is me this is what I love and yeah. and I'm just gonna going to embrace it so on Country Line you have some amazing content and of course you've okay. now got Chris Country as well mm-hmm. where do you sort of find all of your all of your content that in particular goes onto the app well when I mean, when we really did start out and it was pretty much just Simon and myself with the camera (laughs) running around trying to get interviews with artists and things like that. We had an idea of what we wanted it to look like. And we were like, you know, one of the big things, one of the things that people love is seeing behind the curtain, right? Seeing the artists and learning a bit about them and stuff. And I was like, well, that's that's backstage interviews, you know. And I've done a bit of presenting. So I was like, it's fine. I'll just hold the camera and I'll ask the questions because we have no money at the moment. So this is just a little project and we're going to see what happens. So it really was Simon and I just hustling and seeing what we could do. And, you know, we knew that um, getting access to artists was one of the key things that we needed to do. So it was just a lot of emails, a lot of begging, a lot of sort of blagging our way backstage to things and things like that. And then it's, you know, over the years, it has changed. It's morphed into more of we've got some, you know, film and TV stuff on there. Now we've got some of the Nashville TV show specials, behind the scenes stuff. And we've got these amazing concerts on there at the moment that are like a Kenny Rogers concert. And really like yeah. just unbelievable stuff. And you're just like, this is incredible. But that's built up over time. So at the beginning, it really did just start out as like, let's just do a five minute interview with an artist if we can grab some time, you know, and ask them about their new single. And then obviously, you know, music videos are a big part on the app because people do quite like music videos. And we're like, we're like the, I like to think we're like the MTV for country music, maybe. That's what we aspire to. So there isn't really a choice of, oh, let's do this or let's do that. And we're constantly changing because it's it's evolving over time. You know, like I said, country music has grown over the past sort of five years. And you you would know as well, Georgia, that the audience is getting bigger and also, country music is a very wide genre. We like to think that it's a huge umbrella. And on one side, you've got Americana, you know, almost, and it's almost a bit folksy. And then in the other end, you've got stuff that they play on heart radio. And you're like, well, that's not country. And you're like, oh, actually it is, <laughs> you know. So there's a big a big scope that, and we sort of are looking to see what is popular, what people react to, who are the artists that um, people really enjoy, who do they want to see more of, you know, obviously we've got our wish list of artists that we are going to aim to get at some point. Dolly, we're coming for you. <laughs> I think she heard, she's a bit scared. Yeah, but, so are um, we at Tennessee Fields, Dolly, just watch out. Exactly, so, you know, it's, you, you just kind of, with, that's what I love though about country music is there is so much out there. That, you know, we sort of, we started doing sessions because artists would come into the, into we have a little studio at the headquarters and they'd come in and they'd do a little interview and they'd be like, well, I bought my guitar. Do you want me to sing a song? I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) That would be great. So we started to do sessions and we've got podcasts now on there and stuff like that. 
it's going to constantly change. It will it will change depending on what the audience wants. And we love to hear back from people who who watch this stuff and use the app and say, this is great. I'd like to see more of this. You know, have you thought about X, Y, Z? So mm. it's evolving. And I think that's why it's so exciting. I mean, you've slightly jumped a few steps here because I was going to come back to this later. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. Do you have specific plans for Country Line that you can talk about sort of in, in the future? For example, are you going to look to do a TV channel, um, a, you know, an actual TV channel? Obviously, there used to be Keep It Country. There have been various yeah. and obviously there was Total Country as well. And there don't seem to be those anymore. Is that something you would look towards? I mean, I don't know the ins and outs or how you would even go about doing it. Yeah. But, you know, do you have any specific plans or are you just going to well, keep, keep um, adapting? Well, you... Clearly, world domination is, is the oh, top of, of the list, you know, just for me personally. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, sort of Chris Country coming as part of the Country Line family last year was a, was a really big thing for us because you know, we are an app, we're online, obviously, but we're, we're mainly, it's an, the idea is, is that it's in your pocket. But we, we realise it's a music, we're, we're talking about music here, and we don't actually play music, you know, so, so really joining up with Chris was a no brainer. And, and it's fantastic. And we're so pleased that we're all part of the same family. Now, the app actually has just gone complete global. So we actually are now live in every single country that there is an app store, um, which is, slightly scary and but exciting and so it's so we're like oh you live in West Africa do you like country music actually the irony being actually that there are these weird pockets of country music lovers all over the world and in West Africa they love 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 the 80s 90s country they're like obsessed with it and so we're like okay we need to get some more stuff like that for there the idea is is that we're just going to expand and, and you know we want to be the global platform for country music and it's we'd like to think that we are the bridge between the artists and the fans we bring the fans that little glimpse behind the curtain that they're looking for you know the info that they want the music that they want that kind of thing but also we are very much a level playing field and so we are helping artists get to an audience that they might not reach as well so obviously Dolly doesn't need our help in any way whatsoever. Yes. She's, you know, fine on herself, but, you know, but there's, there's other artists out there and we wanted to be able to give them a global platform, you know, so there's artists in Nashville who are just starting out. And th- th- this is the thing that blows my mind about country musicians, actually, they are musicians and they are amazing. And so they should have a global platform. They should have a global stage that they can just put their music out into the ether. And hopefully we can help them get some more fans, get some more listeners, you know, that kind of thing. Somebody can buy their album. That's really what we're aiming for. So it's just a case of we just want to keep growing, you know, as much as we can and and building this wonderful community that we've got so far into a into a massive global fan club basically where everybody just chats to each other and it has a great time I think the the whole digital age has just been so amazing in connecting people for example this morning um I did an interview for some, for something else with Ashley Campbell yeah and I, I think she's amazing and uh, like you're talking about musicians I mean she's just unbelievably talented and she's obviously the daughter of Glenn Campbell. And this just blows my mind. And there's little old me, you know, sitting here in my living room, chatting to her over Zoom. And I'm thinking, is this actually real? But it's been so great. And especially sort of over the last 12 months as well, having these digital platforms to reach Mm -hmm. people and connect people. um, It's been absolutely invaluable, I think. So you mentioned Nashville. When did you first go to Nashville? 
Oh gosh, it was about four years ago now. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, I would say it was four years ago. I actually hadn't been to Nashville before we started doing Country Line. So, but had always obviously wanted to. I'd been to lots of other places in the States. I'm very lucky that I got to travel with with work a lot. But Nashville was never, for some reason, not quite the hubbub of high-class fashion <laughs> in the sense of Vogue and stuff like that. You know, like, yes, the Vogues and the Marie Claire's of the world tend to stick to Paris and New York. Um, Don't care about cowboy boots, which I think they're missing a trick. Every now and then they have a little, they do have a little revival of it in the fashion pages, which I always think is quite funny because I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just what I wear all the time. But um, yeah. but yeah, I'd never made it to Nashville. So yeah, Simon and I went for, really for work about four years ago. And I just, I totally geeked out. Yeah. I was I, trying to be there, <laughs> super professional, but also a giant kid at heart because it's basically like going to Disneyland for the first time. Yeah. If you're a country music fan, that's what it's like. I mean, what were your first impressions? when you got there and um, you know for example the first day you'd arrived and you headed down and you saw Broadway it's just absolute pure joy basically yeah. if you are a country music fan it is it's Mecca it's the promised land that's the way that's what you want to go and see it's just you you've seen pictures of it it's like the first time that I went to New York actually you've seen pictures of the Empire State Building and then you turn up and all of a sudden you turn around and you, you know you're walking down the street and you turn a corner and it's there in, in real life and you're kind of almost like oh it is real <laughs> you know? yeah. like, and Nashville feels a bit like that as well that you hear the stories and you know what it's going to look like but actually when you are Broadway is a, is a perfect example when you're walking down Broadway and all of you can just hear live music coming out of every single bar and there's just people coming and going and everyone's just having a great time and it really is something something special and yeah. um you know there's nothing quite like it really I mean what strikes you as being the most impressive thing about the city is it the fact that there's just so much live music or is it that it's just such a hub for for talent it's Nashville is obviously it's changed a lot um over the years you know if you speak to anybody who sort of went to Nashville like 10 years ago they'll be like oh yeah it was great back then you know it was so quiet and everybody knew each other and music row was a real thing and you know now it's got sky rises and it's just all kind of built up and stuff like that things change and in exactly the same way that Hollywood back in the 1920s was very different to what Hollywood is now but in the same way that Hollywood is the mecca for acting Nashville really is the mecca for country music and it's it's just it really is that draw and I can imagine as an artist what it must be like if you are a country music artist that is your passion and, and you're writing songs to then, you know, and you and you live in sort of like, I don't know, you know, Boysdale or Idaho or wherever, to then go to Nashville must just feel like you are on the cusp of being discovered. And I think that's what Nashville has. It has this thing in the air, this sense in the air that you can't, you can almost touch and smell of talent that is just about to be released into the world and it's it's just incredible and if you are a massive music fan you know whether you can play music yourself or not it's just there's just something about it that is very very magical I can't quite put my finger on it but anybody who's been there will know that it is like that and and those listening who haven't been there if you do want to go somehow you know just get there if you can because yeah really it is it is amazing. And I think even if you are on your own, so the first time I went, I was on my own and I'd um, been up visiting my brother who was working up in Grand Rapids in Michigan and I'd mm-hmm. hired a car and drove down on my own and stayed down there for a few days. 
yeah, brave or stupid. I'm not sure which. <laughs> I, I, I was looking at the map. I was like, yeah, that's not too far. It's not too far. So nine hours later and I'm thinking, oh God, please let me get there soon. Um, and you're sticking to the 50 kilometers an hour limit and you're like, oh my God, I just oh, want right. to get there. But you can, you can go on your own and mm-hmm. either you're going to meet people because everyone chats to everybody. Yeah. Or even if you're not a particularly outgoing person, there's still so much to see. You can go and look yes. at the Ryman. You can go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. You can yeah. go to the Johnny Cash Museum. And and there's always things to do. And yeah. just to go and sit in a bar, get a table by, you know, in the corner if you want to, mm-hmm. if you're not that confident, and just sit and appreciate all the live music. And like you say, you kind of, you feel like that person that you're watching might just be the next the next big thing and I think mm. that's an amazing feeling and then yeah. you sort of try and remember in five years time who it was that you saw and you think oh, God, <laughs> yeah. oh no it must have been Dan and Shay or you know whoever it might yeah, have been exactly. um but yeah no, it's such you're a- right I've been a couple of times by myself obviously I would go for work obviously pre-covid unfortunately um that you know the situation in the world right now has put paid to international travel a little bit but or made it harder let's put it that way but you know before then I would go, Simon and I would go a couple of times a year and I've been a couple of times by myself. And actually the one thing that I do like about Nashville is that it's as a single woman, this is a rather sad reflection on the world right now, but as a single woman walking into a bar in Nashville, going up, ordering a drink and sitting at a table, I did not feel unsafe. I did not feel threatened. Nobody hassled me. Nobody, maybe that's a reflection on me, (laughs) you know, like nobody, I don't, I don't know. I agree with you. Many big cities in the world that you could do. I I don't think I would be comfortable doing that in LA or New York. You know, I probably would London because I've lived there long enough, but Nashville, it's just, it's a very friendly city. And I think that that comes across and that's a, a definite asset for them. Yeah. Have you been sort of further afield in Tennessee or when you go, do you just tend to go to Nashville? It just tends to be Nashville. We've done Franklin a couple of times, which is um, just outside Nashville and extremely delightful if you do get an opportunity to go because it's very, very sort of historical and you kind of see, you kind of get a glimpse of what Tennessee was a bit like back in the day sort of thing. They have a festival out there called Pilgrimage that um, they've had a, a couple of years running, obviously not recently. And it's sort of a mixture of Americana, country, Justin Timberlake was a headliner one year, you know, like it's that kind of, well, I mean, he lives there. So literally he was like, I'll just walk across my backyard and go play some songs. (laughs) Franklin is lovely. So actually I would say that it's worth at least a day trip out there if you can. But actually other than that, I sadly haven't actually seen anything else of Tennessee, which um, is a shame. And I do think that there's a lot out there to be discovered. Absolutely. Do you have a particular favorite place to eat or a favorite bar or anywhere to hang out when you're when you're over in Nashville? I'm a big fan of puckets, which yeah. I'm sure some people are like, oh, it's a bit like saying she likes some chain or something like that. But <laughs> there is something really nice. Now, so puckets in Franklin was the first puckets that I went to. And and that one is really kind of rusticy and it's got that, it feels like it used to be a teeny tiny little cafe and they just stuck a band in the corner, you know. The one in Nashville is a little bit more mainstream in a way, but it's, you know what, it's great food. It's that kind of thing where as a tourist, although I don't like to say that I'm a tourist, but still, you know, you're visiting a town. It's what you would expect or what you would hope. It's that kind of good old Southern fried chicken food and live music playing. So yeah, I always try and tend to go to Puckets if I can at some point. There will be many other people that will tell you that there's really good places to go for barbecue down on 
Main Street and then there's other people who tell you that, that there's somewhere else that you should go on First Avenue, you know, and things like that. I like to try and go somewhere that I haven't been before. My favorite thing is just to walk, keep walking around and then you see something, yeah. you're like, oh, it's lunchtime. Look, there's a place. Let's yeah. go there and sort of see what it's like. So other than Puckets, which is the one place that I will go back to. Oh, you know what? There is another little place as well now and I can't remember the name of it. It's just, they have such good food over there. It's yeah. my kind of food. It's that sort of soul comfort food. So I would just say, just just have a walk around and see what you can find, basically. The it's the time... little places that you discover that, that are great, you know? Yeah. The last time I went, I just happened to stumble across this massive street food festival. Perfect. Oh my goodness. It was just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and the coolest thing was that everybody, so it was up uh, sort of near the banking district, yeah, and everyone is there in their suits and ties and office wear, just popping down for some mac and cheese at lunchtime from the street food right um, festival. And I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. I'd love to do this. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have an absolute must see attraction for newbies and you know people that haven't been to to Nashville? Um, uh, try and go and see as much as you can. Really, I've I pretty much have done all the touristy things you have to go to the Opry you have to you know it's it's what you're there for it's the you know the Ryman if you can do the Ryman yeah. tour it's definitely worth it yeah um I absolutely love the Johnny Cash Museum and so this the Johnny Cash Museum was the first thing that I went to when I had some time off in Nashville on my first trip and I was absolutely adamant that that was if I had time to do one thing we had like one afternoon where we didn't have any meetings and I was like I'm going to the Johnny Cash Museum and Simon my business partner was like and he'll kill me for saying this was like oh okay well I'll come with you if you want I was like we don't have to you know like clearly you don't want to and he's like no go on then and he absolutely loved it yeah because it's the kind of museum where if you like country music, you're bound to have, you know, you know who Johnny Cash is. But even if you're not a big Johnny Cash fan in that way, it's just got so much history in yeah. there and the stories and everything. It's just wonderful. So I would definitely say probably the Johnny Cash Museum is sort of my yeah. favourite. Um, I went there in, on my last visit, actually, and just loved it. And I'd done the country music yeah, Hall of Fame and museum yeah. on my first visit. And Again, it's amazing and there's so much in there, but I think you probably need a couple of visits there because it's so yes. big and there's just so such big. a huge amount of stuff to see. Whereas the Johnny Cash Museum, obviously, is slightly more focused because it's just about Johnny Cash. But yeah, I thought that was epic as well. It's um, just really cute. and They've done it really well. And I think, yes. that, you know, it's a good um, little attraction that deserves um, some support. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not that they need it. It's packed every day. But yeah, like, um, I just think it's, I think they've done a really good job with it. And I just thought it was really interesting. And yeah. I'd definitely go back for sure. Yeah. So what has been your favourite gig so far since you started embracing your country, your love of country music? What's been your favourite gig? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's like asking to choose between your children. Um, <laughs> it's really hard because obviously I've seen some big acts at you know at the O2 and country to country the festival you know CTC does a really really great job every year and actually CTC is a really good festival to go to because you get to see a variety they do a really good job of picking some artists that are just on the cusp and some that have broken through and then the really big ones that obviously you're like oh this is amazing you know and for in one night you can see like four or five really great acts right so I mean it's hard to say what has been my favourite one. I'm a massive Old Dominion fan. So I'm going to go with 
the first time that Old Dominion came to the UK, they played at C2C and they, they, I think they had like the first or second slot of the night or whatever. I think probably was the second slot. And, and it was great. And, you know, they did a very nice sort of 20 minute set and everything. On the Monday after C2C, they played the Hoxton Bar and Grill, which is tiny. I think my entire apartment can fit in it kind of thing. So that's, it's, not, it's really small. And it was the Monday after C2C, which I thought was very, very brave because most people who go to C2C, by the Monday, they're just burnt out. And yeah. you're like, I don't want to listen to any more live music. I want to lie in a dark room and um, sleep for three days. And it was freezing. It was, you know, it's March. And I was like, I can't, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm a little bit in two minds whether to go or not. And I went and it was epic. And there was only about 20, about probably about 200 of us there, if that, packed into this teeny tiny room. And it was just the most wonderful thing because they could see us reacting to them in a really intimate way. And they just kept sort of stopping and going, I can't believe that you guys know all of our songs. Because it really was their first time ever coming to the UK. And they were just kind of blown away. And we are obviously, we've been very lucky at Countryline. We've got to meet in person a lot of artists, a lot of US artists. And they all do kind of, there's a lot of them that still say that, that they're like, I didn't realize how passionate you guys were about country music until we came here kind of thing and like we know all the songs because we don't just listen to country radio obviously we do listen to Chris Country Radio all the time but you know but we also listen to the albums in their entirety so they can they can do a song that's like the 12th like song track on the album and we still know all the words to it so yeah. I think that that was probably one of my favorite gigs purely because it was just so intimate and and just that you could see that they were having the best time. The band was just having the best time ever. And yeah. it just felt like we were witnessing something really special. And then, of course, they came back the following year and they played, oh, they came back for their own tour and they played like Bush Hall or something. And then the last time they came back, they played Hammersmith Apollo. And that just shows in a very short space of time how a band from Nashville can grow in the UK and how country music is growing as well. So, yeah, it's that's probably my favourite. Okay, well, that leads me nicely on to a, a next question. Do you have a US artist to watch out for? Who <gasps> you think's kind of really going oh, to no. going to be big over the next few years? That is a really tricky question because we do work a lot with a lot of upcoming artists from Nashville. And I, honestly, I can't say because I would just feel terrible for picking one over somebody else. We just put out a Spotify playlist of ones to watch, you know, and there's some incredible artists on there. I'm not, honestly, I don't think I can say because I really feel like it would just be mean. There's just so many talented artists yeah. out there. This is the problem. And actually, it's, in a way, it's a lot like acting. It's 10% it's talent and 90% luck. So you can have these incredible, I've, I've been to Nashville, <laughs> we've done... We, there's a the country radio seminar that they do every year, which is um, CRS, which is a huge and amazing event, actually. And they have a lot of the upcoming artists do a lot of press interviews and things like that. They're trying to get radio airplay and, and they're hustling. And we go and meet them and they sing us a song. And I'm blown away by the amount of talent that they have. And I'm, you know, and it's just it would be hard for me to pick one, honestly. I'm I'm going to bow out and plead the fifth. I'm afraid, Georgie. Sorry, just okay. because. So you're clearly going to bail on my next question, oh, no. which is, who is your UK artist to watch? Because I know on Country Line you don't just purely play US artists. You know, no. there's a whole range, and you really promote UK artists as well, which is which yeah. is great because it's such a um, such a growing genre over here for yeah. artists as well. 
Yeah. And that was the whole point of Countryline that we wanted to do UK as well as, as US artists. And obviously we're going to start doing more Canadian artists now as well, actually, because we're quite we're growing quite quickly over there. It's yeah, I can't the the hard thing about trying to pick a UK artist is I know them mostly personally as well. So it's like they're all gonna kill me if I don't mention them. There's just there's just too much talent out there. That's the thing. I mean, there's too much talent. Stop, please stop being amazing. It's all too good. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it is really hard. And also it sort of goes back to me saying that country music is a massive, is a, is a very wide genre as well. You can say, oh, I really like solo female artists, you know, like Sarah Darling, for example, has a very unique voice and a very unique style. And it's very much a girl and a guitar on a stage and she sings wonderful songs and that, you know, a lot of ballads and things like that, which is great. And then you get like, Remember Monday in the UK, who it's all about the harmonies and their harmonies are perfect and then you get uh, a male artist who's a bit more like Lachlan who are a, an upcoming Nashville band they played at Millport uh, not last year the year before that now and they're kind of they're a bit more sort of rocky pop country kind of thing but again with the harmony it's so hard to pick because I really like all sorts of different country mm. music you know in that in that sense that it depends what mood you're in right yeah you want absolutely to dance to or you want something to drift off to sleep to kind of thing so um, that's, but that's what I love about the UK. We do have talent out there and, and it's just growing and growing, which is great. Yeah. And that is one of the things I really love about country music is because there is literally something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing Tennessee Fields, obviously, we can put on a range of artists. So the, there'll be one person or one artist that everybody wants to see or is yeah. the type of artist that, everybody wants to see um because we'll have an acoustic an acoustic act and then mm-hmm. we'll have somebody who's a bit rockier then we've got somebody who plays a little bit of bluegrass and then we've got a real pop really big production type thing so it's just so lovely because you see families coming along and I've taken my eight-year-old nephew to C to C and everybody's mm-hmm. turning around and saying um saying hello to him and chatting to him and it was 2018 I think it was when Luke Combs came for the first time and we were sitting right up in the gods and and Kems my nephew turned to me and he said auntie George this is just the best night of my life and you know and that's what it is I loved it and I'm in my 30s and he loved it and he was eight years old there's people there in their 60s and everybody just having the best time and chatting to everyone and and it's it's a really safe environment and again I've been to a lot of gigs on my own and it never really bothers me and I don't ever feel unsafe because you know you'll get there and you're going to be able to talk to the person next to you absolutely anyway it's that community I think that I think that's the thing with country music that sort of a lot of people don't really understand if you don't like country music you you don't quite get it that it really does feel like a family you know like that and that's I love that about it and like you I've been to gigs by myself so many gigs none of my friends want to come with me you know actually I've managed to convert a few over the years which is quite good but at the beginning you know like when I sort of started going to gigs by myself I had to go by myself because I didn't know anybody else I didn't know anybody else at the beginning of the evening you definitely know people by the end of it and I love that about country music fans yeah Absolutely, absolutely. So what would your what would be your ultimate road trip country song if you were just cruising down an open highway in a convertible, sun is shining, got your shades on, you crank the radio up, what song do you want it to be? Oh well, okay. So I mean, I think there's an entire playlist there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, but I have been very lucky that I've been to Arizona a couple of times with my dad and um we've rented a Harley Davidson. 
I was on the back and we would drive the old bit of Route 66. So you see Monument Valley and the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. And each time we did it, we had, you know, the headsets on so you can listen, to, you can talk to each other basically because it's so loud on the bike. And I would plug in my phone and the first song that we would play is On the Road Again by Willie Nelson because perfect choice you're on the road you know it's it's a classic but and also it's that thing that he taught me my love of country music and and of Willie Nelson really so yeah on the road again definitely okay perfect well thank (laughs) you so much for joining me Natalie it's been lovely to talk to you and uh yeah roll on times when we can all get back to Nashville again I know well thank you very much for having me and um yeah like like you said let's hope that we can all meet up at the gigs very soon Absolutely. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Thank you. So in what will become a customary post-edit edition, I just want to recap the little recommendations that Natalie has made for those who want to visit Nashville and Tennessee. She recommends heading out for a day out in Franklin and to visit Puckett's both in Franklin and in Nashville centre as well. Her absolute must-see attractions for Nashville are the Opry, the Ryman and of course the Johnny Cash Museum. We hope you have a wonderful time. We'd love you to let us know how you get on if you do go. You can of course reach us by emails. The email address is talesoftennessee at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening to the Tales of Tennessee podcast with me, Georgie T. You can find the rest of our episodes on talesoftennessee.podbean.com and they will also be listed on the Tennessee Fields Festival website, which is tnfields.com. They'll also be linked to all of our social media at tnfieldsfest. Once again, a huge thank you to Archie, Bertie and Francis Ween for providing the jingles and assisting with editing. Sitting on the porch with Georgie T. Hearing tales of Tennessee